And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Spite and Anger Coffee. Nothing gets you moving in the morning like a little spite and anger. Now in spit and vinegar and blind rage flavors. Previously on Cautious Optimism. What in the heck happened? They fired, we fired, we're standing, they're not. Why didn't you take out Johnny Lee? Was that the plan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring a couple of the ShipCom USBs so we can install that onto the ship. Okay. And just as you're getting on the other ship, you hear a voice from the right say, Halt! Who goes there? So the Athian's gunshot does hit you. So she's unconscious. Okay, then I'm going to sing. She's still very badly injured. And she snatches up the laser pistol and it manages to hit the human. Captain, there were three unaccounted for crew members. Have you accounted for the third one yet? You see a mechanized suit and a voice coming from inside the suit says, Prepare to die, invaders. What in the hell? Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine-foot-tall, four-armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of Santa Power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. All right, we begin this session with Captain Rory and Hank Crawford looking in the engineering room of the spaceship hired gun to see a large mechanized suit. Its right hand is a flamethrower, its left hand is a chain laser gun, and a voice from the suit says, Get off my ship, intruders! What do you do? Well, I definitely don't stand in front of the door. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to flip out my virtual keyboard and hack the suit. Yeah, I want to get on the opposite side Hank is on. Okay. I'm envisioning we're on either side of the door on the other side of the wall. Okay, so it sounds like we're going to need to get into turn order here. So Rory's a 5.75. The bad guy's a 5.5. And Hank is a 5.0. So... We'll start the official turn rotation with Captain Rory. Well, let's just clarify. I see myself less of a 5-0, more of a vigilante. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, that happened. (laughs) I shoot Hank. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's it's cannon now. Let me roll for dodge. Just kidding. (laughs) All right. So, Captain Rory, you've positioned yourself so you're on one side of the door. 
you know, using it for cover or whatever. What do you want to do? So, okay, just to sort of set the scene so I make sure that I'm correct. The thing that's in engineering is basically some sort of battle bot because it couldn't be an engineer because you couldn't fix anything with a chain gun and a flamethrower. It appears to be a military style combat thing. Yes. I'm going to use my turn to say to Hank, do you think you can hack this thing? Of course. <laughs> and then I, can I, I God, this isn't the end. I'm like, can I ready an action? Oh. Uh... What are the things I can do during my turn? Let's get into it. Okay. You can ready. Let's see. Take a ready maneuver to pick up or draw any item and prepare it for use, uh, e.g. to pull a sword from a sheath or a gun from its holster, or to reload a firearm. In some cases, you may also need a ready maneuver to regain control of an unwieldy weapon after a swing. You can use a ready maneuver to perform physical actions other than fighting, opening or closing a door, picking a lock, lifting a heavy object. Finally, a ready maneuver lets you switch an advantage offer on. It is okay. So in this game, ready basically means to ready a weapon or ready an item. It's not really. But could you like hold an action? I think what that would be would be wait. Oh, okay. What's that? Wait is do nothing unless a particular event you specified in advance occurs before your next turn, e.g., a foe moves into range. If that happens, you may transform your wait into an attack at that time then that's what i'd like to do because i already have fast draw so i would like to wait and if this thing steps outside the threshold of the door i would like to shoot it but until then i'm waiting okay so you're waiting until it steps out of the door at which case you'll shoot it with your laser gun yes okay yeah there's actually a bunch of things you can do besides just a basic attack that one day we should probably get into but nah. we're all still learning <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Okay, so that's what you're doing. The bad guy's turn is next. So what you guys hear from where you are in the hallway next to the door is just thump, thump, thump. And the thumps are slowly getting louder, but it's very slow. And it's going to spend its entire turn just obviously walking towards the door. And then Hank, you're up, man. Yeah, I'm going to plug my mobile computer into the ship to boost its range, and I would like to try to hack into that suit. You're going to try to hack into the suit itself. Yeah, I'm sure it's on the local Wi-Fi. You are calling it a suit. Mech, suit, Android, whatever. It's on the Wi-Fi. But that's important to me. Todd, are you referring to it as a suit? Yeah. Or as a mech? It's a suit. So there's something in it driving it. So go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I was clear on that. Okay, so as you try to hack in, it's not on any kind of Wi-Fi network system that you're able to locate to identify. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, you spend your turn trying to hack into it, and you're just not able to make a connection. That brings us back to Rory. I suppose on Hank's turn, he would probably have told you that he's not able. That it didn't work. Yeah. So Describe to me the hallway that we're standing in. If I look to my right, what do I see? So this is, let me bring it up. This is a long hallway that comes to the right. If you were looking at the door into engineering, to the right is the cargo bay that you guys had originally accessed the ship through. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, yeah, the large cargo bay with ramp access. Next to that is engineering, which you're looking through. So, and then to the left is the airlock. and then. 
further past that down the hallway or stairs leading up to the second level. Am I still wearing my spacesuit? Did you take it off when you didn't need it anymore because of the airlock connection? I don't remember. So let's say I don't. Okay. So is it my initiative again? Yep. You're up. So I mouth to Hank. I'm going to draw it out of this room into the cargo bay. Get behind it. Get into engineering. And Hank will nod. All right. And do we get six seconds to talk and still do an action? Turns in this game are one second long. What? <laughs> yep. Okay. It's a different system. Let's see. Free actions are things you can do in any maneuver, like talking. Okay, so yeah, so talking would be a free action. So yeah, you can still do a thing. So here's my vision. I would like to appear in the doorway, just take a random shot. I'm not even aiming. And then sort of like roll in, shoot, roll back out. I'm hoping to draw it out into the hallway and to follow me into the cargo bay. Okay. So, yes. I mean, let's go ahead and roll your shot anyway, since you are shooting. Mm-hmm. If you're not aiming, because you're trying to do it super fast, right? Right. Let's do it with a minus two. Okay. So, I got a six. Is that a success? It's a success by eight. <clears throat> okay, yeah. But you said minus four. I said minus two, but you still succeeded. Yeah, so then it's a success by four. Okay. This thing is too slow to get a dodge, so go ahead and roll damage. Eight. So as you're quickly doing this maneuver, you take your shot, and you see it does hit the thing in the shoulder, and doesn't seem to phase it any, but you did some damage. And so after that, you jump back out in the hallway, and you're moving towards the cargo bay? Cargo bay, yes. Okay. I'm assuming there's stuff in the cargo bay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) There's a bunch of stuff in the cargo bay. Okay. Boxes and crates and junk. The goal is to go there and to just stay in its eye line so that I can draw it out. And Hank can get behind it. Okay. So as you get in there on its turn, you hear, thunk, thunk, thunk. And sure enough, it emerges into the hallway, turns to the cargo bay, and is very slowly entering the cargo bay. And that's its entire turn is spent just moving. And then we get to Hank, who you are now behind it. I would like to jump on its back and plug my computer directly into it. All right. Nice. (laughs) Do you have any kind of acrobatics or, you know, jumping skill? No. You're really not very good at following Captain Rory's directions, are you? (laughs) Understanding them was where the... (laughs) Getting behind it is fine. Just get behind it. It's fine. But no. Okay. And this is going to be dexterity minus four. Oh, good. I'd hate for it to be something I could actually pull off. Oh, shit. That's a five. That's a success by one. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> All right. You jump and climb and you are on the back of the mech suit successfully. Go ahead and make an engineering roll to see if you can plug in. This is also minus four. Somebody doesn't want me to succeed. <laughs> uh, that's a big fail. Okay. You're having trouble finding a place to plug into. It's a combat military suit. It's going to be very well defended against this sort of thing. It's going to be difficult. It doesn't just have a big USB port on its head. Yeah, I was going to say, it should be a little bit of a like uh, a security flaw to have just a little hole. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, you mean no one asked the, their crew to install a big red off button on the suit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one had that genius idea? Or was that just me? Who would do that? Who would do such a dumb thing? Uh, 
All right. That brings us to Captain Rory's turn. It's just barely entered the cargo bay. I would like to shoot at it again. Go for it. Take your shot. Success by three. All right. Roll damage. It does not get a dodge. Is there a chance that I'm getting hit here? Not with me. If she failed, but she succeeded. Yeah. Okay. 12. 12 damage. Okay. That's up to 20 total damage. All right. And that brings it to the bad guy's turn. It is going to turn its chain laser gun towards Captain Rory and open fire. It gets three shots. Yikes. Oh my god, really? One success. One fail. Two successes. All right, Captain Rory, make two dodges, please. And dodge is on our sheet. It's your basic speed minus any fractions plus three. Oh, well, then I failed. <laughs> oh, no, no, I failed by two. Okay. The first dodge. Try and do another one. That one has succeeded by one. My dodge is an eight. Okay, so you're only hit once. One shot went wide, one shot you juked just out of the way of, and the last one landed. So you take 11 damage. I'm at zero. Okay, make a roll against HT to see if you stay conscious. Okay, success by six. Okay, you're still awake, Mm -hmm. but your basic move and your dodge are now halved, and okay. My trigger finger still works. Yes, and it sure does. You can absolutely still attack. No penalties to that even. And that brings us to Mr. Crawford. You just saw your captain take it in the chest, and she's clearly super beat up by it. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot the mech at point-blank range in the back of the head. Now, because you're physically climbing on it, I'm going to give you a bonus, a plus two bonus to hit. I don't even remember how to shoot the gun. Don't say that. I think you have a plus four. I think we did this last time. You have a plus four to your dexterity. Okay. So, yeah, with dexterity plus four and then another plus two. Wow. Fail by two. What? Oh, my God. You are literally on the guy and you miss it. I rolled a 16. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, my. It's bucking. (laughs) Sure. It's it's moving around. So Hank is hanging on to its back like a man trying to ride one of those mechanical bulls <laughs> shooting shooting his gun, which goes wide and misses. <laughs> back to Rory. Captain Rory. I'll shoot again. Let's go for it. Even success. That'll work. And it doesn't dodge, so roll your damage. Six. Six damage. That gets us to 26 damage total. So... You're noticing that you hit it at the same place in the chest a couple of times, and you've worn through the armor in that area. You're starting to see what look like wires and important parts exposed. You feel like you're making some good progress on this thing. And since you are at zero or less, you need to roll against your HT again to maintain consciousness. Uh, Six, that's by five again. All right. You're pumped full of adrenaline, (laughs) and you're still chugging. You're still chugging. I'm full of spite. (laughs) You're full of of spite and anger. Right. Meanwhile, on the bridge or wherever we are, Liliana's going to turn to Kaya and be like, so do you think like the captain's going to be okay? Do you think they need help at all? (laughs) We can check. (laughs) He hits his calm and says, Captain, what's your status? Uh, I've got one extra hole. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> he doesn't know what to do with that, but he figures it's probably not good, so he's going to go head over. <laughs> as soon as you make a radio contact with her, you're also hearing a loud, like, in the background of some kind of machine you don't recognize. Sounds scary, though. He kind of just rolls his eyes and sighs as he starts running out the door. Liliana's going to follow. All right. What about Rico? Well, I guess Rico will follow, but maybe hanging back, like at the back of the group. Okay. Did Rico, I remember you dropped the laser gun after you successfully shot that guy. Are you? No, I didn't pick it back up, but I guess if we're running back down the stairs, I guess I will pick it up as I'm going past. Okay. And Liliana's still holding onto hers, although she has no idea what to do with it. Yeah, you were holding it all weird and just yeah, kind of... Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, don't worry, guys. The cavalry is on its way. Meanwhile, the uh, bad guy is going to flip its uh, flamethrower arm around to try to spray its backside with it. And it's going to go ahead and release the flame. Hank, go ahead and make a dodge roll. That would be eight. Okay. Uh, tied. Okay, so success. So because you're so close to the flamethrower and it's an area of effect, it doesn't roll to hit you. It hits you automatically. But with your dodging, you manage to climb up on the right shoulder or something. You somehow dodge out of the flame. You feel the heat against your skin, and it's extremely uncomfortable, but you take no damage. Ah! (laughs) And then, Hank, it's your turn. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot it again. All right. That's better. That's a success by five. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, and I meant to give you the plus two bonus again, but you didn't even need it. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. All right, here we go. Roja, Roja. Ten. Oh, wait. Ten minus one. Nine. Nine damage. That gets us to 35 damage total. So you put the pistol in. Basically, you get the suit in the back of the head. And as you do that, the whole thing starts to make a funny noise. And then as you're hanging on to the back of it, it falls down forward on its stomach. And it is down. Same, little guy, same. (laughs) (laughs) You hear some laughter from inside the suit. (laughs) You're not taking me alive, jerks. And now you're hearing beep, 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 beep. And it's getting faster. Beep, beep, beep. I'm going to try to scramble away. Okay. So the suit explodes. <laughs> Both of you make dodge rolls. It was going to be with the negative, but since you said you were taking cover, uh, we'll just make it an even, an even dodge. I can't dodge. I'm, I'm you, out. You yeah. can dodge, but at only a half. So like if your dodge is eight, you need four. Oh no. Oh, God. Um, nope. Fail by seven. You both failed. Fail by four. Okay. You both take eight damage. I'm definitely unconscious now. Yeah, I'm at zero. Well, that's not encouraging. That's three down in two episodes. Not a record we want to set, guys. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Sorry if this intermission audio quality is a little strange. Uh, I'm actually recording this in between school functions, 
so I can get this out on time. But hey, you don't mind, right? Jeremy on Twitter said, not a great day, but have the cast of Cautious Optimism to cheer me up. So glad to hear that, Jeremy. I'm happy we were able to make your day a little brighter. And comments like these make our days a little bit brighter. If you want to brighten our days, reach out with your own comments. You can follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and you can also get a hold of us via our email at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. And if you'd like to chat with us in real time, head on over to geek2geekmedia.com and go to the Contact Us tab where you can connect with us via our Slack channel or Discord servers. And if you need more of our crew in your lives to keep you going, check us out on our other internet endeavors. The relaunch of Bama's Twitch streams begins on Monday, May 2nd, and King of the Heels will officially return on Saturday, May 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Bama can also be found with Todd on their Farming Simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alinzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. You can find Raven on her weekly World of Warcraft podcast, Girls Gone Wow, and Kelly on her Geek Relationships podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. And of course, I can always be found on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, May 6th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on May 13th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if anybody in the crew survives this episode right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Okay, Hank, make a roll against your HT. And the same for Captain Rory. Straight up against HT? Yeah. Okay. Nope, fell by four. I made it. Success by one. Okay. Hi, and I'm sure they're fine. We probably <laughs> don't even need to be coming. I probably would like to be unconscious. I'm sure this hurts a lot. <laughs> so as Kyan, Liliana, and Rico run down the hall and following the sound of the noise, you run into the cargo bay. You find the smoldering remains of something near the entrance. Hank's laying on the floor unconscious, covered in burns. And Captain Rory, down on one knee, bleeding profusely, looking up at you in an expression of discomfort. I'm three points away from death. Please help me. (laughs) All right. So he's running in and he is going to medic the hell out of her. (laughs) Well, surely, hang on. When when doing first aid, you start with the quiet people who are unconscious. That she's right. You would start with Hank. Because unconscious people are usually closer to death than people who are screaming at you. Or luckier. 
But yes, you're right. Fair enough. All right. So, and I feel like as a doctor, you would know that. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's perfectly fine. I'm I'm playing with a, a gamer brain and not a doctor brain, so that works. That's fine. So I think you'd start with Hank. All right. So starting with Hank, I got an 11 out of 14, so it's a success by three. All right. So that'll take 10 minutes, and you'll get Hank back 1d6 plus one. Liliana is just crazy, like nervous and upset. And so she just defaults to her comfort tactic of singing. That's solid. Go ahead and make a singing roll. Who are you singing to? Can I affect both of them? You know what? Yeah, let's call it an area effect. If you do both of them, let's take how much you heal them and cut it in half and they'll each get half. Okay. Well, I had a success by four. So they each get two. It's okay. Yeah. It's something. I mean, w- people don't have a lot of hit points at this point, so two health is significant. Okay. Yeah, and okay. she's just like rocking back and forth, holding herself as she's singing. And lose another FP for doing that. Okay. Okay, so you both got two hit points back. After about 10 minutes, Hank will get another whatever Cayenne rolls for 1d6 plus one. So that will be... Oh, a six. So he had seven points back. Terrific. Oh, wow. Better than I started. If that puts you over zero, you wake up again. Well, the two put me over zero. Oh, terrific. So you come to consciousness hearing the the dulcet tones of Liliana singing and the delicate medical machinations of Kyan patching you up. <laughs> and I'll take my grease rag out and try to wipe the soot off my glasses. All right. What else do you guys want to do? There's no immediate threat. Well, I think I will then move on to Rory. Yeah, there's just an immediate threat of me dying. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would imagine that, like, in the 10 minutes that <laughs> that you were with Hank, probably the rest of us would have tried to have done something. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to have done? I mean, I don't have the first aid skill, but, like... Uh, obviously I've, I've got some sciencing. Yeah, and I do have like a sucking chest wound. So, I mean, like even I would know to apply sure. pressure to it. I mean, uh, Rico, go ahead and do a first aid intelligence minus two. Uh, oh, fail by one. Those dice hate me today. All right. You try to, you know, wrap some cloth around Captain Rory in a way that you think will be helpful. And Kyan, when you finish with Hank and you go over to Captain Rory, you look at the bandages and you're like, no, this, no, (laughs) that's not going to (sighs) work. Having recently been nearly dead herself, she's right. She's very freaked out. She's not concentrating, thinking clearly. Yeah. There's all this cat hair in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's shedding. (laughs) Ew. It's like, stress well, shedding too, so it's kind yeah, of yeah. clumps. Cats <laughs> do shed when stressed, so uh, yeah, there's just black hair all over everything. All right, so he's going to roll again. He's muttering something about guns blazing, always having to charge in. He's very not happy. This is the first time I've been hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's muttering to himself, but he just critted because he got two ones and a two, so that's a four. Ooh. Wow. I have no idea if this is the right rules, but I'm going to say double your healing points. You know what? Yeah, roll 2d6 plus 2. Okay, so I got a 4 and a 4, so it's 8. Plus 2 is 10. All right, Captain Rory, you got 10 hit points back. All right. 
Do I still need to be rolling for consciousness? Because that takes me... If you're over zero, you don't. That will not bring me over zero. As long as you don't do anything, you don't have to roll, though. How much damage did you take? (laughs) So I have 11 hit points. I lost all those. And then I took a total of 19. Interesting. So I only have 21 to die, right? Because it's double my hit points. Oh, so you were negative eight. I was at negative eight. Okay, okay, good. Then, yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, so now I'm back to, did you roll 10? Yes. So back to two. Positive two. Positive two. Okay. Well, you also got two from Liliana. No, that was County Liliana. Okay. okay. I got one from Liliana because we divided it. Okay. No, no, you got two from me. You each got two. Yeah, two was after dividing it in half. Okay, so now I'm at three. Great, basically full. Well, you're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. You're it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, goodness. Captain, That what on earth happened in here? Um, What is that? It was some sort of smaller thing piloting a war mech. I don't know. It looks pretty useless now. Uh, I'm hoping that contained our missing... Well, I'm not hoping, but I suspect that contained our missing crew member. Something was living inside of it. Okay. I think we're done. I think the ship is clear. I think we need to go back up to the bridge and install Shipcom. I have a plan I'm working on where we don't have to kill the other two guys who are left alive. Okay. Or Johnny Lee. We have some alive people. There are two upstairs. I'd forgotten about them. Yeah. Yes, let's go and let's go and do that. And she like just wanders off. (laughs) (laughs) Liliana's gonna kinda follow Rico, just like Okay. As you guys are walking back to the bridge, Captain Rory, your communicator goes, beep, beep, boop. Go ahead. Hi, right, Captain. This is uh, Tybor, the Matorb you rescued earlier. I just wanted to let you know my space Uber is here. I'm going to go ahead and get on it and leave the cautious optimism. I want to thank you again for everything you did for rescuing me. I just, you guys lead a very exciting life and I'm looking for the opposite of that. So thank you and goodbye. Good luck to you. Beep, beep, boop. Um, so that means that optimism is unmanned, Captain? Yeah. Do you want to run back over to the optimism? I don't want to run anywhere, but I can sort of limp quickly. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to shuffle painfully back to the optimism? Hank, are you confident you can install these? She waves a thumb drive at him. But of course. Uh, okay, well, there you go. You can have that, and I'll go and put the kettle on. <laughs> nice. I love that the cautious optimism is is basically powered by coffee. Yeah. <laughs> As is its crew. This is an insight into my actual life. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Same. So with that, Rico... <laughs> Goes to the cautious optimism, which is easy enough. And you guys, after, you know, walking around to get to emerge to the bridge where you find the captain and Johnny Lee still unconscious, restrained, just like you left him. And the other guy is still deceased. He has, I don't know why I mentioned that. He hasn't come back to life. He's still dead. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's still dead. <laughs> and now we're fighting zombies. <laughs> <laughs> What about the Dulon in the suit? Oh, that's right. The Dulon is is who I was. He's still unconscious as well. I want to get out of earshot of them because they could be pretending. I get out of earshot and call everybody over to me. Sure. You can just go down the hallway or whatever out of the room. Easy. So, and I'm like leaned over, like (laughs) incredibly wounded. But so what I want to do is I want to take these two remaining crew guys 
and Johnny Lee, and I want to drop them off somewhere, somewhere where it's going to take them a while to get back to civilization. So think back to all the planets, maybe even that Lorndon planet where there were the hippie Lorndons, because <laughs> they'll be able to figure that out. And I would like to then, when the guild asks, where did we get the ship? I'm going to pin it all on Johnny Lee. Not a bad plan, Captain. And then now we have two ships. Thoughts? Who's going to pilot? Are you going to let Johnny pilot this one? or No, Johnny's out. Johnny's getting left with the same place we're leaving these two guys. So somebody needs to cross-train in flying, Captain? Or we could somehow maybe get Shipcom to fly it in a fleet style. Okay. Well, I feel like at least one or two crew members are going to need to be on board in case of emergency. Potentially. I'm staying on the optimism. So even if it's just me and Shipcom on the optimism, we set up everything else over on this ship because it's better. I'm fine with that as well. But we got two ships now, y'all. Figure it out. <laughs> Who wants to go where? At this moment, your your communicator goes. Beep, beep, boop. Go ahead. Captain, Captain, did you... Did, did we sort the treasure out? It's just occurred to me that... Oh. That there was treasure. Yes. And you remembered the code. Uh, yes, I wrote it down in my notebook. Could you instruct one of us how to do it over the comms? Yeah, so it's the captain's ready room, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the numbers that were on the door were two, three, five, and 7, and it wanted three more inputs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those should be uh, 11, 13, and 17. Okay, I look at the rest of the non-shot people. <laughs> I was going to go run, plug it in. Well, Hank's already got a job. Yep. Right. I can do it. That's fine. Do I need to do anything other than, I mean, I've got the code, right? I just have to plug the code in. Yeah, you've got the code. Okay, so yeah. So, Kyan, you go over to the captain's quarters. You try to unlock it. It asks you for the numbers. 11, 13, and 17 were, in fact, the answer. Congratulations. Woo! You've solved the puzzle. Da, 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 da. We were looking for prime numbers. Prime Thank numbers. you, Rico. <laughs> You're welcome, Captain. The door opens, and stepping into the captain's quarters, you find several things. You find a set of what you recognize as gecko gear. It's basically special gloves and special boots that a humanoid would put on. And it would work for you, too, even though you've got four arms and there's only two gloves. But it lets you climb surfaces at half your basic speed with no climb skill needed. Basically, it lets you Spider-Man stuff. Okay, can we pause and think about how scary the image of a nine-foot-tall, <laughs> four-armed creature crawling across the ceiling is? Yeah. <laughs> Joe's kind of digging that. I don't know about Kyan, but Joe's kind of digging that. <laughs> You're basically Venom. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. <laughs> and you also find a credit chip worth one million lopsies. Dibs. I'm just kidding. Captain, I think we have scored a jackpot here. Well, good. And I think this is a good point to end the episode on a happy note for once. Excellent. Oh, can we not plug in Shipcom first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's get a plug in Shipcom. Yeah, I gotta see if I can boot up Shipcom. Go ahead, make an engineering roll. Yes, success by three. All right, so you get Shipcom software installed on the new ship, and it goes beep, beep, boop. Shipcom reporting for duty. But one thing you notice, because this ship doesn't have the hardware, the supercomputer, 
that cautious optimism has. This shipcom is not performing at the same high level. And looking over its code and processes, it doesn't seem to have the parts that are leaning towards sentience the way shipcom does. It is, however, fully capable of managing the ship's day-to-day functions. Welcome aboard the crew, Shipcom 2. Next time on Cautious Optimism. I want to pin all this on Johnny Lee. I think one of the key things is we've got to make sure that there are no weapons available on that ship because we don't want him coming after us. He's going to have to understand that if he screws us and does not send us the money on this deal, then we'll be part of the team that comes to find him. We're still going to have to do some fancy, fancy talking or the Dulon. I'm going to have a full med bay after this. I'm excited. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.